Green Divas get to talk to so many inspiring people, who each in their own way is helping us find a deeper shade of green. Here's just one of them. Enjoy. Well, we're here this afternoon. We have Kate Kennedy, who is a good friend of Green Diva Gina's. Hi, everybody. I always want to say G because that's her nickname. Uh, Kate was the intern for the Powder River Basin Resource Council. Did I get it right? You got it right. Yeah. So you went from New Jersey all the way to Wyoming for four months. I did. Well, not consecutively, but I was there for a month and another month and then two uh, months. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me and It doesn't matter. Wyoming. You saw the Tetons. That's all I want. <laughs> and, and we have on the air with us Deb Thomas, who's the community organizer, if I got that correct, the, of the Powder River Basin Resource Council. And this is all out in Clark, Wyoming. Hi, Deb. Hi, how are you today? Very well. I think the first question out of the shoot is, tell us what the Powder River Basin Organization is all about. What is it you're doing out there, and what is it that you used Kate's talents for out there? Well, um, Powder River is um, a landowner's organization. We represent our members. Um, We originated in 1976 over coal mining reclamation. A lot of people don't realize that Wyoming um, sends more coal out of our state than any other state in the union. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. No, we always yeah. think West Virginia. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. We always think that part of this yeah. country, yeah. So in the 70s, uh, there was no reclamation for strip mining. And so a group of citizens in the Powder River Basin um, gathered together to make sure that there were some good laws uh, surrounding those that reclamation. So since then... Um, traditionally, our membership w- was heavily influenced by ranchers and farmers, so we do a lot of egg issues, and of course, we work on what? lots of wait, energy wait, issues. Wait, wait, go back. <laughs> sorry, uh-huh. what's an egg issue? Oh, I'm sorry, agricultural issues. Oh, ag. Okay, got it. Sorry. Yeah. I, I'm thinking chicken <laughs> eggs. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay. I think Megan and I both looked at each other. We went, eggs? What are we talking about? <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right, Deb. <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Actually, eggs are eggs, so we're right on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> sorry about that. I didn't mean to interrupt. So, um, in addition to coal issues and agricultural issues, um, we do a lot of work around other energy issues. Um, natural gas and oil. And so what I work on primarily is contamination from oil and gas development. Oh, boy. And um, I work in Clark and Pavilion and Deaver, Wyoming. Um, Those communities are located in the Bighorn and Wind River basins of Wyoming. So what are some of the issues, and I'm sure that a lot of folks in our audience are already very well aware of what's going on with this uh, oil and gas industry out there, but what are some of the issues that are really on the front burner out there? Well, of course, we have lots of um, new development online. Um, There's lots of natural gas in Wyoming, lots of um, oil, lots of uranium, lots of coal, uh, rare earth minerals, you name it, we've got it, and of course, um, wind. So um, it's a very small population in Wyoming. And so a lot of the impacts from all of those uh, developments impact the relatively few number of people who live here. And much of the um, energy that's produced goes out of state. Um, 
So particularly in my case, I deal with issues um, that come down the pike after the um, drilling has taken place. Okay, so, so the impact. and yeah. fracking and those kinds of operations, um, the oil and gas goes into a production phase, and um, that's when you really start to see a lot of that old contamination from um, the previous drilling and fracking and then everything that comes after that. So I want to ask Kate real quick, you know, because we're getting a really good 101 on what, you know, what you're doing out there with the Powder River Basin Resource Council. Obviously, it's there to help protect the natural resources um, while there's all this growth going on. So, Kate, what, what drew you out there? What, what did you study in school? I majored in environmental science and Spanish. Oh. So I went out there because I was doing my thesis on air quality, on um, public transportation in New Jersey. Oh. So I had this opportunity where I was taking a leave of absence, um, which is kind of a long story, but <laughs> my, one of my professors hooked me up who was working with Deb. Um, so sh- he brought me out there, um, and I started working on air contamination issues and just contamination issues in general in Wyoming, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And were you surprised? How much did you know about uh, the oil and gas and the, the how it's extracted and, and the damage it does and the mining for these yeah. rare minerals and stuff? Yeah, you know, coming from New Jersey, I really <laughs> didn't know that much. I know that we have the Marcellus Shale region here, but I just hadn't really experienced that directly. So I was expecting to go out into Wyoming and, you know, smell some contamination in the fields and kind of be a little <laughs> bit uncomfortable, you know, because we fill up our gas tanks and we smell stuff and right. nobody dies, you know. Right. But going out there, it's really astounding. I was really surprised when we were going out in the fields, you know, you j- it's uh, like it knocks you over almost. It makes you nauseous, the smells. And really? Yeah. And we're used to the New Jersey Turnpike. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, right? Your nose starts watering oh and your my. eyes start watering and then your chest gets real heavy. And no, really? Yeah. Is part of what you were doing actually going out into the field and capturing, measuring, you know, whatever, right. getting um, samples or a few? Right. So we were doing sampling a lot, yeah, out in the field. Deb, what Kate was telling us before we went on the air um, was that those big – Oil and gas companies really sort of rule the roost out there, for lack of a better word. I'm being politically correct, even though I don't need to, but I'm guessing they have a very strong lobby out there. And Kate was telling us that they are exempt from several important acts that were really designed to protect not only people, but the environment. Yeah. um, Well, one of the problems for, again, that small population in Wyoming is that – the vast majority of our um, income in the state of Wyoming is from um, fossil fuels industry, right. from those extractive industries. And so because they are the money um, behind everything that happens in our state, they have a lot of influence. And the people who are on the ground are often, um, quite frankly, collateral damage um, considered as Collateral damage. Really? So they're they're expendable. Expendable. Yeah, that's a term that I just, I grew up uh, despising. uh, Because it's just so callous when you think about it. It's a problem. You know, collateral damage, okay, if you're in, in fighting in a war, okay, but then you started to hear that term like when the World Trade Center went down, and I just said, wait a minute, no. There's no such thing as casual death. Sorry. Right. Well, not if it's your mother, your daughter, your brother, your... Anybody, uh, Megan, You know, anybody. your dog. You know, yeah. the, the, right. your, your favorite cow. I don't yeah, care. I know. You know, <laughs> it's, not, it's not right. All right, so I'm sorry we and, interrupted. 
Oh, that's okay. And so Kay probably told you that um, the oil and gas industry is exempt from many of the uh, federal regulatory regulations. So the Clean Water Act, the Safe Drinking Water Act, Clean Air Act, um, how toxic wastes are handled and transported, um, they have the exemptions to all of those laws. And so it's um, very difficult when you live in a state that depends on that industry for most of their income, um, to it's hard to, to have that industry held um, to accountability. This is a tough question. Yeah, but you know what, though? This is a, if you had to say who is responsible for lifting their compliance and how did it happen if you had to guess how did what what happened to put wyoming in this in this position and the people in wyoming well it's got to be the lobby and, and their no well, i was actually was hoping for like some one very strong person i don't know do you do you know how it came to be oh you mean like dick cheney or something oh yeah i didn't want to say it <laughs> i was hoping we could get that from debbie but okay sorry I was it's okay tossing it out there because i'm figuring she didn't want to say it Oh, no, I don't have a problem saying that. I think that um, Dick Cheney is uh, directly responsible for a lot of what uh, oil and gas looks like in today's world. Um, but he's not the only one. I mean, right. um, you know, oil and gas is a very important part of our economy, not only in Wyoming, but um, it's starting to play an even larger role in the country's economy. So this is really something that everybody should be looking at very closely. So what what are the alternatives, and what is it that your group is able to do, and, and what are you looking at in terms of proposals to help mitigate some of this? Well, again, we work on behalf of our members. Okay. And so um, we work by resolutions that our membership passes. Um, and so um, it kind of depends what they want us to do. Um, many of them are impacted. Um, Loss of property values, um, uh, quality of life is definitely impacted. But the most important thing that people are starting to recognize is their health is being severely impacted. We see a lot of problems with air quality, um, water contamination. Um, and now many of these people who have lived with this development for years and years are experiencing very serious health issues. Yeah, You know, it's kind of the way we always hear it. It yeah, happens after, very. Yeah. It's like afterwards. You know what, Deb? It occurred to me. I wanted to ask you, how is is the the oil and gas industry in Wyoming any part of the Keystone Pipeline? You know, um, it's not. It's not. So it's a separate entity, and still it is. okay. Um, however, I'm not sure, and I don't think any of us are. You know what is going to happen with that pipeline, yeah. uh, and how what's going to be fed into it, what's going to happen right. uh, if it's passed, and how it's developed well um, we need you know, people a lot of unanswered questions about that well yeah and we need more people like you to because people just don't pay attention i mean really the awareness is not there you you know meg knows we know people you know people who are near the pipeline know but it's just yeah I it's mean, not a sexy topic well in new jersey you know people are like eh, i have a vague awareness that there's something going yeah. on out there but because it isn't in our daily airspace right you know, out of yeah. sight and out of mind. Out of sight, right. out of mind. Yeah. Right. So, so, Deb, when you say yeah. you think it's going to affect the country as a whole, what do you, what do you see happening? Well, the rate of oil and gas development is increasing at a very alarming rate, and um, you know, as more and more people have to live with this industrial development, more and more people are going to be impacted by it. Um, 
So what the heck? I mean, are, are we not? I mean, I know alternative energy is getting some juice now. Thank you, Obama, and the people that are really pushing hard for it. Obviously, not enough, and it's going to be a while until we can transition. And you don't see that happening at all in Wyoming. Well, and I think one of the things that we all have to really look at is how much oil and gas is going to be exported. Because, um, again, it's going to play a very large role in the health of the United States economy over the next years. And, you know, the people who live here are going to be bearing the brunt of that development, not necessarily reaping the benefits. Now, one of the issues that we do hear a lot uh, here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and New York uh, is about fracking. And I know that that's just one small piece but is that going on in Wyoming? Absolutely. Fracking is now used, depending on who you talk to, in terms of industry, uh, conservation groups, somewhere um, over 95% of all wells that are drilled now are fracked. Good. Oh. Well, that's where the health issues come into as far as the water contamination is concerned. Well, well by the time that you frack a well, um, you've probably had other serious issues. <laughs> um, if you don't have really good um, and strong integrity in your in your in your well, if that isn't cased properly and pr- if it isn't protecting the groundwater that it goes through, um, you're going to see a lot of problems with drilling fluids. Um, how that waste is handled, how those drilling fluids are handled, is uh, very important. Yeah. Um, the air quality issues that arise through the drilling process um, are a problem. Then you, when you stimulate the wells or when you frack the wells, um, of course, that usually that will, in some cases, can just um, spread any contamination that's already taken place further out because of the high pressures that are involved. Oh, my goodness. Um, And, uh, of course, then you're looking at a whole new stream of uh, very toxic chemicals that are used in not only the fracking fluids but also the drilling fluids, uh, the fluids that are used all through production. Waste is a huge issue with this development because everything that goes um, down the hole and that's produced um, can be very dangerous to human health, both from um, a uh, endocrine disrupting oh, yeah. stance. Um, There's a lot of that going on out there. Yeah. So the toxic chemicals and how they're handled going down the hole and also as a waste product are a huge issue in terms of uh, air quality, water quality, uh, contamination issues, and quite frankly, public health. Well, so now you you said your organization is comprised, you know, you have ranchers and and, and local folks. How do they feel about fracking? Where, is the, where does the organization stand at this point on fracking? And, and what are they, are they doing any resolution? Well, our organization, of course, um, works at the state level. We also um, work at the federal level with a lot of the regulatory agencies. Um, In the West, we have lots of public land. So there's lots of BLM land, uh, Bureau of Land Management land that's all public land. Um, And so there's a lot of development in this state. And I think in the old days, it was kind of off away from where people lived. And so it wasn't quite... um, it didn't impact as many people. Right. 
because they're probably brought as many people there. World, and so many of the um, operations and the industrial development is now taking place much closer to people's homes. And because Wyoming, oddly enough, is actually um, one of the fastest growing populations per capita in terms of retired people. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting because we, we think Florida or Scottsdale, no, Arizona. You I know? was surprised. Right. I have a couple of friends that have moved out to Wyoming and Montana. Both. That's where I would yeah. go. Yeah. That's where I would Me go. Too. So, Deb, when Kate was out there, you basically, she was telling us as well that she was kind of tracking, is that what the right word? Where, monitoring. Uh, monitoring homeowners, homes, land, and in relation to what was going on. Right, Kate? Oh, so, yeah, I would take a GPS and map that. All of that. Right. Right, to show the proximity between where people are living and how close development is to people's houses, now, and hence a public health concern. Now, I've been to Wyoming, and I was explaining to everybody before that, you know, I came in on a small plane into Jackson Hole, and I don't know where Clark is in relationship to Jackson Hole, <laughs> but I got off, and they had the little stairs on the tarmac, you know, they didn't have an actual airport, you know, like... They didn't have thing. a jetway. They well, had they, little right, portable the stairs, yes. Airport, obviously, you came in on landed. Like, <laughs> and I got off... You know, and, and just look to my left on those stairs, and there were the Grand Tetons, and I burst into tears. It was so beautiful. Burst and into tetons? Tetons. Oh, that's funny. I was trying to make but, a joke. But, you know, but tons, it struck it. me immediately, the beauty, the mm-hmm. absolute stunning beauty of the wilderness in in that part of our country, yeah. in Wyoming in particular. And it's very upsetting to think about that you need to do the work you're doing there and that Kate would be drawn out there to learn. And I right. think it's really important. Yeah. I mean, it's such a place of extremes. Like, you got so much beauty, but so much industrial development going on with so much toxins and contamination. It's it's really appalling, you know. Well, I'm, I'm for one, am very grateful that you're doing the work you're doing, both of you. Thank you, and um, I'm, I'm glad we're learning about it, and we'll, we'll help. Uh, we're here when you have more. Yeah, Deb, when something happens or comes across your desk or you manage to get something booted up onto the state or federal level, and please call us. Please let Kate know, and she'll let uh, Gina know, or however it is, we'll get in contact, and by all means, please share. Oh, absolutely, and, uh, you know, I want to thank you guys for um, doing this program, and, you know, the one thing that I would really like to leave your listeners with is, Everybody out there who turns on a light or uses energy needs to really think about where that energy is coming from and how it's produced. Because, um, you know, natural gas is very clean burning, uh, but it's it's very, very dirty to produce. Well, and, and, uh, and it may be people like you that are suffering for our light bulbs, which, by the way, when you said that, <laughs> Nizar reached over. We have a cute little light on the desk, and she just turned it off. Oh, that's <laughs> well, you know, it's a cute little purple light because uh, Megan's uh, sort of like signature color is purple. And when we videotape and stuff, it looks just, so cute. i got to turn the light on. Okay, so I just turned it off. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And Kate, I miss you. Oh, I miss you too, Deb. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling. Oh, Deb, wait a minute. Now, how can people find out? Let's tell oh, our yeah. listeners. You must have a website, contact. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they should go to powderriverbasin.org. Okay, good. And we'll put that in our blog as well. And can people Great. donate from anywhere? I mean, obviously, can you take donations? Absolutely. We would love to have people donate to our organization and join our organization. Yeah. And that information's all on that website. 
Good. I'm joining up. Well, Megan, I, f- I see a road trip in our future. <laughs> road trip. Oh. I'd love to, uh, love to show you around. Oh, seriously. We're on it. Okay. Thanks so much for calling today, Deb. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Well, well Kate, thank you so much for, sure. for um, we're, having me, guys. We're still on the air. Yeah, she's like like taking her headset yeah, off, she's walking yeah. away. Oh, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like those uh, the guests like on the Johnny Carson show, which of course I'm dating myself, but they always get up to leave, and Johnny goes, no, 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 stay, stay, stay. <laughs> All right, David Letterman. Stay. Okay, okay, David Letterman. We'll do yeah, David Letterman too. now. Yeah. Anyway, there, so are you going back out anytime soon? I'm thinking about going out in the summer. Possibly, we're doing another round, and she's getting more grants and I stuff. Wa- I want to so go. I want to go. We're gonna yeah, hitchhike. Hitchhike? No way, man. Let's get an airstream. No, 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 honey. Outfit it with the biodiesel bus and there you go. Go Yeah, right. Well, I meant like hitchhiking, like riding her coattails out there. We're just gonna (laughs) tag along. Yeah, I'm not sticking my thumb out for anybody, (laughs) Megan. Forget about that. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, this was a great interview. I hope you all enjoyed it. Bye bye. Hope you enjoyed that as much as they did. Please visit thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. For more fun podcasts and information on the Green Divas and low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green.